0: Peter, welcome uh, again to to the show. And we're going to yeah, have a. good to see you again. We're going to have a good conversation today. We're going to talk about competition. It's something every small business faces, uh, but in the property management business, you're pay- facing some pretty stiff competition from from some major tech players and people that have been partners of yours in the past. So I think yeah. uh, I think all of us as small business people can. And learn from that and maybe you'll have some insight into how property managers are going to be dealing and navigating this new environment. Look forward to the talk today. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, you had an interesting post about on Twitter that I, that caught my attention and apparently some other folks got some traction, but uh, property managers are facing competition from Zillow, uh, somebody that you spend money advertising with uh, right. yeah. on a monthly basis why don't you explain what that challenge looks like and what offering they're they're doing and we'll begin that to have that conversation about what that looks
1: yeah like. yeah I'd love to so you know Zillow has really just a little bit of background they've snatched up um, a bunch of other rental listing websites so Zillow you know I think a lot of people know they bought Trulia And and Trulia was used by homeowners looking for homes, but it was also used by landlords to advertise their their rental homes and apartments. And Trulia bought up several other properties um, that also have rental listing websites as a part of their offering. And so they've become kind of a juggernaut in the industry. Um, It's to the point now where over half of all of our traffic comes from Zillow or Zillow affiliated websites that they own. Um, and when I say traffic, I mean people looking for homes to rent. So if we if we place an apartment available for rent, we were going to get a bunch of leads from Zillow, Trulia, Hotpads, and some of their other websites. And then we get a little bit of traffic from some of the other websites like Zumper and Facebook and our own website. So for the longest time, Zillow was making this available for free to landlords so if you had a, a rental listing and you wanted to make it available, you could list it on Zillow for free. Um, and that had been going on for the better part of a decade. Um, that it was free and and so you almost had a whole generation of people come up that that's how they advertise their, you know, their listings. That's how we did and we became really accustomed to the, you know, the power of having a free place to do that. You know, the generation prior to me it was like you took an ad out in the newspaper and You know the the yellow pages. You know was paid. It was paid back then. But then you had this weird time when it was free. So what started to happen recently is that Zillow is charging again for rental listings. So now um, you mentioned that we're paying Zillow, and we are. We pay Zillow about four hundred and fifty dollars a month now to have our rental listings published through their networks. And we generally have anywhere from about ten to twenty five homes and apartments available for rent listings at any given time. So, so that's kind of happening. And that's been an ongoing story. There's been a lot of discussion and, and weeping and gnashing of teeth about how they're charging now and everything else. People were mad enough about that. So then what's started to happen in the last year or so is Zillow has now come out with essentially a rental manager platform. So if you're a, a small landlord or a property owner, You can go right on Zillow and they're providing tenant screening. They're providing the ability to collect rent. They're providing a rental application and they're trying to make it easier for property owners to manage property themselves, which, you know, is a great thing. I think it's nice that they're doing that. It's a free country. They can do what they want. Um, The problem comes in that that's essentially um, competing with us who are their customers, right? Because a lot of those folks who are looking at Zillow and using their, their platform to, um, advertise rentals directly and take rental applications and collect rent. Those are people who in theory would be using a property manager instead of going to Zillow directly. So, uh, it's been interesting to watch that develop. And I noticed apartments.com was doing something very similar. So I sort of took some screenshots of that and posted it. And I was like, Hey, are you guys aware this is going on? Um, So that that got some traction on Twitter. Then I posted it in in a Facebook group for property managers and it exploded. I mean, it had 95 comments in a matter of 24 hours. People were just, you know, you had some people were arguing, this is outrageous. This is ridiculous. I can't believe this. And to make matters worse, Zillow actually advertises in our trade organization magazines and such. So you're opening your own trade organization that you pay to be a member of. And you're seeing a huge advertising for Zillow front cover, um, so that was kind of funny. But
0: I know they're a major really... sponsor for the National Apartment Association. Yeah, ZillowApartments.com. Yep. The it's one of the largest trade shows in the country for uh, rental property owners and managers, and yeah. and now your competitors are uh, are now uh, your vendors are becoming your biggest competitors uh, or could be. Um, yeah, you view that is is Zillow offering a service for somebody that uh, would otherwise be self managing and packaging up those products, or or, or or is what they're offering a competitor to somebody who's looking for a professional property manager? How how do you? I think it's a it? little
1: bit of both. I mean, certainly someone who owns fifty properties or somebody who owns a two hundred unit apartment building, you know, they're not going to use Zillow's little built in platform. It's it's nowhere near. Um, Sophisticated enough for what they need. But for the little uh, kind of mom and pop uh, investor who's just bought their first rental property or or owns maybe five or 10 of them, or even what we call the accidental landlords who, you know, they're for whatever reason they can't sell their home or they're moving away, they want to rent it out. Those are people who would traditionally turn to property managers or self manage. A lot of them are even kind of on the fence about it. And I do think a product like this might tip them over to the side of self-managing which you know obviously i don't love that as the owner of a property management company but again it's a free country they can do what they want zillow can do what they want and i think vendors competing uh against their own clients is a tale as old as time i think that's you know i don't know if there's a vendor anywhere who hasn't looked at their client and thought hey i could do that um (laughs) so it's you know it's, in some ways, it's, it's, a, it's an age-old story, and in some ways, it's playing out in, in a new way here. Um, I really view Zillow and Airbnb as kind of the two-headed monster that is positioned perfectly, both of them, either of them, to really extract an enormous amount of value out of the property management ecosystem. If you look at how Airbnb has captured the mind share of short-term rental customers, so just, I mean, I'm sure you travel a lot for work. When you're traveling around, if if you were to stay not in a hotel, but if you were to stay in a home or a vacation home or something like that, of course you're going to go to Airbnb. What, you know, what are you going to? You're going to go on Craigslist? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to <laughs> go on Airbnb. Maybe one of the other ones, vacation rental yeah, by sure. owner. Um, and so, because of that power, because of that aggregation of demand, um, if you own a short-term rental property, You basically have to go through Airbnb if you want to get your property rented and if you want it to be filled by a qualified uh, resident who's going to pay the rent and not tear up the place. Um, In other words, the best customers are on Airbnb. And so there is absolutely no reason they couldn't do the same exact thing in the long-term rental market. It would be as easy as flipping a switch for Airbnb to say, hey, we're now offering long-term rentals. And it's the same Airbnb you know and love. You already have a profile there. You already have a credit card there. You already have a rental history there. And you know, they could roll it out with kind of a select group of landlords. Um, and if you're a tenant and you see that you could rent your next apartment through Airbnb for the same long-term rental rates that you're used to seeing on Craigslist or, or Zillow, why wouldn't you, right? Especially if you have the ability to see the landlord has a history of verified reviews from other people who have stayed in that property. And you see that Airbnb is forcing the landlord to use a standard lease, a standard security deposit. You make payments through Airbnb. Your security deposit is handled through Airbnb and returned through a standard procedure. I mean, the power of that, I I can't overstate it um, if they were to enter that market. So I know I'm kind of going on here, but there's some really interesting opportunities and threats coming from big tech in property management and as a, as i mentioned on twitter my hedge against owning a property management business is i've bought pretty heavily in zillow and airbnb stock because you know i'm either going to catch one side or the other and i want to make sure that if they really do make some big moves at least i can maybe capture some upside there
0: well as a as a business owner you're used to competitive pressures your your yeah. environment there's other property managers there's other ways where people can get that need met. Uh, what's the in your mind, what's the difference with this big tech threat? Or is there is there a difference? Or you just you gear up to think about how do I offer a, a competitive product or service? How do you approach this?
1: Well, property management's extremely competitive like most small businesses. You know, we're do we're offering a, a sort of a I don't want to say it's a commodity, but it's a well understood commonplace product or service. It's not like we're offering something brand new, some brand new tech product that's going to get really hot. You know, there's a dozen other property management companies, even just here in Columbus, Ohio, that, that do exactly what I do. So, yeah, we're certainly used to competition. And, um, you know, if you look, actually, if you kind of read into the backstory of the property management industry, the FTC had to come in and kind of smack around uh, some of the trade groups here because they were getting a little bit too friendly um, and, and sharing their fee structures and other things. So the FTC certainly has a vested interest in making sure that competition thrives because that's what's best for the consumer. And I agree with that. Um, but Zillow and Airbnb are operating on a whole another level. I mean, even setting aside sort of the, their financial resources and the fact that they're huge public companies, um, it's really kind of what I referred to earlier. They've, they've captured the mind of the consumer if you're looking for homes that you can buy, you go on Zillow. You just do. And if you're looking for a home to rent, you also go on Zillow. Maybe you go to a couple other websites, but they're getting less and less uh, traffic. And so because these folks have captured the demand, they've captured the mind share. that's everything. That's the game. That's that's the beginning of the end. Because if you say you own a 100-unit apartment building um, and you want to rent it out, If all your best tenants are on Zillow, you have to be there. I mean, of course, there's going to be these little boutique one-offs that have, you know, they maybe develop their own website and and continue to stay competitive that way. But I mean, it'd be like, you know, when you travel for work, say you don't want to stay at an Airbnb, say you're staying in a downtown area and you want to stay in a big hotel. You're going to stay in a Holiday Inn, a Marriott, you know, one -hmm. of these brand names that you recognize. You're not going to go with some off-name hotel that you've never heard of. Um, and there's power there. There's pricing power. Uh, that it's really the top of the value chain that that they're going to capture. Now, of course, there's always going to be a need for property managers. Someone's going to need to cut keys. Someone's going to need to go out in the middle of the night and deal with maintenance. Someone's going to need to turn over the properties. But that's really kind of low value commodity, highly competitive type work. That you know, the value in property management is really in the tenant relationship and collecting the rent and and communicating with the property owner and those things are, are at risk in my opinion. So.
0: You talk about um, three different uh, revenue streams for property management uh, owners. Uh, yeah. What are those three streams and why is tech such a threat to those three streams?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So, yeah. So when you look at revenue, for a property management company it comes from three primary areas the first is what everyone thinks of which is the property management fees right so we charge a fee to manage a property and that fee is paid by the property owner um, the second is tenant fees so tenants pay fees you know they pay an application fee they, pay, they may pay late fees there's probably like a lease signing administrative fee that's pretty common Um, and they pay other fees, you know, if they, if they misbehave and they, and they let their dog, you know, they don't clean up after their dog or something. Um, and there's some other tenant programs that you can offer, uh, where you provide a value to the resident, maybe a, uh, curbside trash pickup or something, and then you can charge a fee for that. So there's a fee stream there. And then, uh, the third component is maintenance. So many property management companies, including us offer a maintenance an in-house maintenance service where we have the ability to go out and, you know, do punch out items, maintenance and repairs to occupied units, getting units ready to rent again. Uh, We have six in-house maintenance guys that work for us. And so, you know, we pay them some W-2 hourly rate and we bill them out to our clients to, to cover our overhead and their time and the insurance and the liability and management and everything else. And there's a small profit there. So, so those are the three streams of revenue for a property manager. If I think about where Zillow and Airbnb could, could bite into that, it's probably those first two. Um, the maintenance is always gonna be there. You're always gonna need somebody to, to go out and, and shut off a water pipe that's leaking or something. But um, if, they're, if they're sort of controlling the relationship with the resident, they can use that as a lever to control the relationship with the property owner. And they can do things like enforce the standard lease. They can enforce what you put in your rental listings they can enforce standard security deposit handling uh, and really sort of take away that relationship between the, the property manager and the resident and the property owner. They basically sort of insert themselves there and, and kind of do what they want uh, because you don't have a choice if you, if you want to fill vacancies.
0: It's early in this. So I don't, I'm not sure you're going to have a fully thought out answer, uh, but these are the competitive challenges that <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> and, that's right. Uh, you're the you're the RL property management. Your name's right there in the title. Um, have you thought through how you're going to compete or what you're going to do about this? The question I think you ask on uh, social media was, should we pay money to our competitors? Should, should we yeah. go to war with them now or how, do, how are you thinking about that today?
1: So, the pragmatist in me says it's too late. The war is over. Uh, and actually, there was an effort about six or seven years ago in NARPM, which is the National Association of Residential Property Managers. It's it's, it's kind of like the Apartment Association, but for but for um, scattered site management, meaning a lot mostly single family homes and small apartment buildings. Um, they actually created their own rental listing website. It was a big effort. They paid a lot of money for it and it completely failed. It never got traction. It never got, you know, movement in the market. Um, so I just don't think you're going to take back that rental listing uh, mind share from consumers. I mean, it's it's Zillow. It's kind of like Google. It's like where you go to search for stuff, you go to Google. I mean, if you're going to try and compete with Google and start a new search engine. I don't think so. And that's kind of how I view Zillow uh, and Airbnb for long term sh- for for real estate and short-term rentals respectively. As far as strategy for me, um, I haven't thought a whole lot about it because I still think it's a little ways off. Um, I kind of mentioned my hedge uh, there, but I think, I honestly think this is going to be, if you can't beat them, join them type of situation. And I think if you can get in early with Airbnb and Zillow and be like a preferred partner or a premier partner and sort of, help them develop this uh you know it's i don't know what the right there's probably a french term for this where you're you're getting in with the enemy or something but um i think that's the play i think that if you if you get in early and you're like a premier partner with zillow and airbnb you're gonna fill your vacancies faster and you're gonna command higher rents and that's gonna that's gonna position you above your peers because as I said, property management is not going to go away completely. It just may look different. And so if you can be on top, I still think there's a lot of value there because, I mean, maintenance is nothing to scoff at, right? I mean, there's, there's entire industries and, and, and micro private equity firms who do nothing but run around buying up plumbing companies and they make a fortune. So there's, still, you know, there's plenty of money there. Um, it just may look a lot different than the, the fee makeup may look a lot different than it does right now. And I, I just want to be out in front of
0: it, I guess. I was thinking when I was preparing for our conversation today and thinking it through myself, uh, the competition element said, if I have to compete against these guys, scale might help in that if I've yes. got, uh, if I either own <laughs> a significant percentage of my units and I'm managing my own units, I can have a durable business for a long time. <laughs> and that's right. And that- yeah, the
1: owners are going to be fine. Um, and I think owning as much real estate as you can, you know, high quality real estate bought at the right price. You can't go wrong with that. Um, but I was, now thinking, those are-
0: I was thinking approaching that from the same standpoint of if, if ultimately if property management is squeezed in the Zillow, ultimately it's owners who are going to get squeezed. And so um, an owner of, a bunch of units it needs to think about, is there a way to structure my business where I'm not dependent on Zillow? Uh, could you fill up with high quality tenants, advertising in other venues to where you might yeah. pay more than the, <laughs> sort of the developing your chops at filling up units without using Zillow, So, that you could deliver that for owner that high quality tenant for owners without using Zillow. Yeah. And that being a a differentiator.
1: Your defense as a property owner against Zillow is brand. If you have a strong brand in your local market, you're going to be fine because if the 18 to 35 year olds in your city know XYZ real estate, oh yeah, those are those cool guys, they X, Y, and Z, all their properties are by the river and they have the doorman, and, you know, whatever it is that your brand stands for, um, you're gonna be fine because you're still gonna be able to command a premium for that. If you can provide an experience, if you can stand for something as a property or as a collection of properties, I, I think that is your, pretty much your only defense. Um, you know that it's kind of like the defense, the defense that Coke has taken against just off-brand store-brand cola, right? I mean, you have to have something that stands over and above just every other Coke, every other soda, or every other property in the consumer's mind. But honestly, I think property owners are going to be fine regardless because that is. St- that their pricing is still going to be governed by supply and demand. I mean, there's only so many rental units in the city. And if more and more people want to live there, prices are going to go up regardless of who's controlling the marketplace. Um, Airbnb, you know, just like Airbnb, you know, the, pro, the the owners of the short-term rental properties, you know, I, I rent a unit out on Airbnb. I have for four or five years. You're still getting paid, right? You're still getting your money. They're taking a little cut, but so did the property manager. And, the rate you can charge is still governed by supply and demand in your local city. So yeah, it's interesting.
0: What about setting rents? Uh, you, you know, your market, you, you know, the differentiators about a particular property, you're setting the rent in that way. If I'm an owner and I go to Zillow and I, I, I remember selling a house once I wish I hadn't, but I did. And, uh, I saw, It sold for way more than I would have listed it for because the real estate agent had a better sense of what people would pay than I did. Yeah. Does that say happen in the rental market or, or how do you think Zillow addresses that challenge?
1: Well, you know, Zillow does have their, you know, their Zestimate and they have a rent Zestimate as well. Uh, that's been around forever. You can go on there and see how much Zillow thinks your home will rent for uh, or your apartment will rent for. So yeah, I'm sure they'll continue to expand that. Um, I don't see Zillow trying to control pricing. I mean, that would probably raise all kinds of flags for various government three-letter agencies. Um, but you know, it's it's certainly possible that that the dynamics of pricing could change once things like leases and security deposit terms are standardized, right? So right now, if you're a tenant and you're looking at a place to to rent. You, you're basically, you're almost doing calculus. I mean, you got to look at what's the length of the lease? When does the lease start? What's the late fee policy? What's the security deposit policy? What, how much is the application fee? How much is, how's the water bill structured? You know, there's, there's so many factors that go into, you're almost never comparing apples to apples unless it's two units within the same building. So Zillow could kind of level that. And then suddenly, if you're looking at two different properties on Zillow, Now, you know, at the very least, okay, they both charge one month's rent for security deposit. They both have a $50 late fee. They both have a very normal lease structure that gives me five days grace period. They both have a flat rate water bill, you know, whatever it ends up being. So that could be interesting to watch.
0: All right. Well, I think uh, we have a lot to think about. Uh, I'm glad (laughs) I'm not facing that directly. I've got some sharks in my industry, but they're, they're, uh, it's a little different in yours. Big changes on the scene for property managers. uh, And I, no doubt that you're, everyone's going to be scrambling a bit with this new challenge. I look forward to seeing what the response to this conversation is out in the wild.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd love to get some feedback from, you know, know we've got, I'm sure some listeners that know just as much or more about this uh, than I do. And I'd love to engage with some folks.